And uh, I should have David Williams on the line. David Williams, good afternoon. Oh, good afternoon, Danny. Uh, David is Surrey Wildlife Trust's Mammal Project Officer and Chairman of the Badger Trust. And uh, I was keen to have a quick chat with you about the government's controversial scheme to cull badgers in an attempt to eradicate bovine TB. Where where are we at with all of this at the moment? Where are we at? (laughs) At the moment, the the trials, they call them the pilot culls, which is a trial just to see whether they can shoot badgers with rifles at night, what they call free-running, not trapped or anything like that, running around. Yes. They can want to see if that can be done humanely and efficiently to make sure they can take out enough badgers in six weeks. In six weeks. And And that's on the go at the moment, and nobody knows how it's going. The the government have been very secretive about the whole thing. Yeah, I I did read the Guardian newspaper was trying to interview somebody and um, got cold sort of yeah. short yeah. shrift shall we say yeah. saying you have to go and talk to the nfu yeah apparently yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so and of course there is this whole sort of body of evidence that in theory proves that badgers aren't responsible for transferring tb to cows well the, the way the but, way it is at the moment there was a huge trial uh cost the taxpayer 50 million pounds a very, very large field trial with proper uh, test areas. And uh, it, it turned out that, yes, badgers can be responsible for a small proportion, but not, not very much. And the amount of money you would spend to reduce the number of badgers sufficiently would far outweigh any benefit you gained. The majority of it comes from cattle-to-cattle transmission. Well, I have read as well um, that there are other countries abroad that don't have badgers that equally have a, a bad problem with bovine TB. So surely that yep. does point in that direction. Uh, I think you'll find the Isle of Man was one of them. <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So the cattle bought in. I mean, a lot of it was the spread was spread throughout the country after the foot and mouth disease. If you remember those terrible scenes, all those cows had to be burnt. I do actually. Then, uh, I grew up on a farm, so I yeah, remember when it peaked a, a long time ago. Farmers as well. had to restock. Yeah. And instead of having the cattle tested first, uh, thanks to the NFU, <coughs> they allowed them to buy in cattle that were untested, and it spread all over the country. It was, was was contained in the southwest. Right. And I think that the, the process is um, the cattle have TB. It then passes to a few of the badgers, not many. Uh, and then it can then reinfect the cattle again afterwards. It, it can go around in a circle. Right. But largely, you think it's actually transferred from cow to cow in terms of, like, if you're moving cows uh, from one place to another, surely that, that must um, put other herds at risk. Absolutely, I mean, how, yeah. how is uh, it spread by air, presumably? Yeah, we don't really know the route of transmission either way. Which is, which is Cause, I mean, human quite TB surprising, is isn't it? When spread... you think we can get a man on the moon and all that, but we haven't found that out yet. <laughs> well, because surely human TB is spread by, by air. It's airborne, yes, isn't it? Yes, it's thought to be by aerosol droplets. Right. In other words, um, you know, when breathing each other's face, which is, is very rare with a cattle and a badger, really. Yeah, well... <laughs> but, but not so in the cattle when they're in, especially when they're in sheds, which they tend to be more and more now. Yes, yeah, of course. Um, and just tell us a little bit about badgers as, as a species. Um, they are uh, very territorial animals, live in a social group. That's the two adults and, and uh, a few of the younger ones. 
but they don't tolerate too big a group because they have to all survive on food. And when the young ones get to a you know, nearly a year old, especially the boys, uh, they get sort of pushed out of the set and have to go and find their own way in life and hopefully join up with another group of badgers and that spreads the genes around. Some of these females are tolerated, but they won't breed. You'll normally find a dominant male, dominant female, who just breed just once a year. Oh, and they will right. have, well, three or four cubs. Yeah. And probably only two, maybe three will come above ground, and one of those won't survive. So they only have about one cub per year. So it's, they're very slow breeders, really. Right. And they're, I mean, they're supposed to be a protected species. Yeah, well, they are protected. Well, I mean, they are, by, what I mean is they're protected, but yes, uh, obviously yes. You're not protected so in protected. Law. <laughs> protected in law. And but, so uh, is the set, but but enforcing that law is a problem. Sure. <laughs> because and the police are so stretched on other things, they're short staff, and I'm afraid it's a fact of life that any wildlife crime is well down the list on their priorities. So are there um, pockets of badgers around the country? Obviously, it's, it's in the... Um, isn't it in Somerset area that they're doing one of the culls at the moment? Uh, yes, Somerset and Gloucester. But now they're pretty widespread badgers. Not so many over the east of the country, but certainly in the south and southwest and southeast. So interesting. They're so fairly it, common. So if there's more around there, how, what, what, how is the spread of TB in relation to the spread of the badger, po- badger population? Well, actually what happens, where they've got intensive farmage, which means lots and lots of cattle, yes, yeah. they then provide... Lots of short pasture, which is very well fertilised by the cattle, which produces an enormous quantity of worms, which is the badger's favourite food. So they're more or less almost farming badgers by having so many cows and keeping the grass short for the badgers. Right. Uh, okay. So then there's there's various things you can do. I mean, you can keep your badge keep the badgers out of your farm or your farm building so they don't get in near the cows. But farmers aren't particularly interested in that and it's expensive for them as well so what would be i mean in your opinion um you know as chairman of the badger trust what what would be the most cost-effective way of of dealing with this and, and what are your the, thoughts the about only it? way we're going to get on top of this disease eradication is going to be very very hard for various reasons but but the only way to really get and reduce it in cattle is use cattle vaccination there is a cattle vaccination available there is a test which differentiates between a cattle that's had the vaccine and had the cattle. However, it's not been passed by EU regulations because they've got some very stringent rules on testing these things. And they're saying you can't test it in Europe. So they tested it in Ethiopia and they said, oh, yes, it works, but we haven't tried it in Europe. But they won't let us try it in Europe. It's a big circle. It's a big, big circle. And oh, this has been going on for quite some time now. I think about... Five or six years ago, they said it's 10 years away. They're still saying 10 years away. I think the government should really be pushing, pushing, pushing hard to Brussels so that we need the cattle vaccination now. Sure. I mean, surely... And the other thing I'll just tell you about, sorry, is the the test we use was designed about 35, 40 years ago for finding out whether TB was in the herd. It's what they call a herd test. Right. Now we're using it as an individual cattle test, and it's not 100% accurate. It's only, uh, at best, 80%. Now, this is DEFRA's own figures, at best, 80% accurate. So they're not even sure no. if the herd so you think about that. It could be taken out got TB. every 100 cows. 20 could be not have TB, and they're putting them down. But worse than that, they could leave 20 behind. 
and then it reinfects and the poor farmer thinks all the sick ones have gone i've got tb again it must be the badgers right I mean, you can kind of, you know, you can sympathise with the farmers oh, if they think... Yeah, yeah, very much sympathising for You know, especially after having that dreadful foot and mouth, which was absolutely terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but bear, bear in mind, though, that tea, the cattle that die of TB is very, very much lower than a lot of other di- diseases that have mastitis and lameness and unproductiveness and all that. There's far more cows put down for that than there is TB. Sure. But so, with the TB, mm-hmm. the farm is sort of closed and they can't buy and sell any cattle. No, right. Mm, so um, it's a bit of a disaster for them. Yeah, so really the government needs to put more money into um, looking at the vaccination programme. Yeah, I mean, there's very, there's a few um, badger vaccination programmes going on around the country. Yes. Wildlife trusts are doing it in, in quite a few counties. A- any uh, evidence trusts. to support that that, that works? Or? Uh, well, it, it protects the badgers from getting it. <laughs> yeah, well, so in, so in theory <laughs> that could Nobody happen. knows how much that's going to cure or reduce the TB in the, uh, in the cattle. And, and by the way, this trial they're doing now, it's not, nobody's going to know whether it does any good or not. They're not testing the, ca- the, cow, uh, the badgers for TB that they killed, which is a total waste, in my opinion. So they're just killing badgers willy-nilly without knowing yeah, if they've got not, TB not or not? Yeah, not testing them at all. Well, that's shocking. Mm. Ooh, dear, that's not good news at all. Um, well, David, thank you very much for talking to me. If people want to find out more about the Badger Trust, where can they do that? Uh, Badger Trust's got a website, badgertrust.org. There's lots of information on there. Brilliant. And uh, equally, Surrey Wildlife Trust? Yes, yeah, you can ring and ask for me. Yeah. And you'll leave a message, I'll get back to you. The mm. Wildlife Trust Mammal Project Officer, I understand. That's right, yeah. Uh, just yeah. tell me a little bit about your work with Surrey Wildlife Trust. Um, well, we have various projects running for, to help mammals. Basically, what we're doing is trying to make good habitat for, for any um, endangered species of mammals. Um, we've got a, a dormouse project on the go, and we try and make our reserves, and private land as well that let us do it. Uh, good for, for dormice, which are a very, very scarce animal. Yeah, um, And Harvest Mouse project we're working on. Brilliant. Okay. Um, we'll always, I'll always do, I sometimes do a badger survey where there's the development involved sure. uh, to make sure it's not endangering the badgers or the badger set, or if indeed there are any badgers there. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for talking to me. I, I hope that, uh, oh, I don't know, common yeah, sense prevails I've been, soon, I've been involved with this for like 25 years, you know. Yeah. Uh, and at last it's happening, which is it's awful. Well, there are a lot of pressure groups out and there. It's a that very are shoddy way they're doing it. Very, very shoddy. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it sounds mm. very sad. It should not be called humane at all. No, uh, doesn't sound good to me, I have to say. Well, Dave Williams, thank you very much for talking to me. Pleasure. Thank you very much. I uh, hope to speak to you again soon. Thank you, yes. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Radio.